Hello, everybody. I'm going solo today. Barbara has jury duty. And last week, her two boys were homesick. So mom duty always has to take priority. Today, we're going to talk about an article that made me want to punch a wall. <laughs> and it's an article from Glamour Magazine about older women and younger men. And the title, the title alone is enough to make me ragey because the title is Men My Age Wouldn't Date Me So I Became a Cougar in single, in single quotation marks. So the term cougar, as we all know, it's predatory, it's outdated. I'm sure because having, having written for sites before the the editors of these sites typically come up with the with the title with the click it's a clickbaity title so that they'll obviously when it's pushed out in social media it draws more attention it gets more clicks so i can't really put that on the author what i can put on the author though and the author's name is melanie hamlet um it, this article is about how Younger men are far more progressive and far more feminist than men her age. And since men her age won't show any interest in her, she's decided to date younger men. And the the problem I have with this essay is that there's, a, you know, it's making a lot of really broad generalizations. The first one being that nobody her age, that no men her age wanted to date her. And that it, that needs to be qualified. It's not that no men her age want to date her. It's that the men her age that she pursues don't show interest in her. That is a very salient distinction that writers don't make in stories like this. And it's a very important distinction because we tend to define our attractiveness by our by who we who we find it attractive and the attention that we get from people who find us attractive. Rather than just saying, I'm attractive and I don't need I don't need anybody to validate it. So when you're emailing people online, and men and women do this, and this is something that I'm constantly talking about, if you consistently go after people that have more options than you do, that is going to skew your perception of how, how you are viewed. Because you're going to you're repeatedly going for people that don't show interest in you or don't return the interest for whatever reason. And so it's very easy to fall into that trap of um, believing that, you know, nobody wants you. And that's not true. It's, it's simply not true. Um, you know, with articles like this, for, for right now, we're going to focus on older women and younger men. You know, there there's there was this Samantha Jones vibe to this article that immediately rubbed me the wrong way, mainly because what I loved about Samantha 
was that she was that non-judgmental friend that you could go to and and reveal the stupid things you did like how you had sex with an ex or how you hooked up with you know your boss or whatever and she would listen and she wouldn't judge you and she might call you out in in your delusion or on your bullshit but for the most part she just listens and and she lends an ear and she's a source of support free of judgment that's what me and she is fiercely loyal those were the two aspects of Samantha's character that I loved the most what I didn't like was for somebody who was so confident she was terrified of aging and she was very conscious of her age which is understandable especially in a city like Manhattan where you are surrounded by younger just beautiful people all the time so it's it's not hard to um to fall into that i that that you know lack of lack of confidence when it comes to aging um and the the other thing that really got overshadowed was she had some pretty massive um emotional issues she had real issues with being vulnerable and so when people and we all know people that tried to emulate her. We all know these people. Um, so, and when people tried to, you know, fuck like a man, the way Samantha Jones would say, they kind of took only the, the, the sexier, more glamorous parts of Samantha's personality and, and, and ignored and overlooked the aspects to her personality that really, that really were, uh, troubling and sort of problematic. So when I read a story where a woman is talking about having sex with a younger man and, you know, doing it like a man and using the justification that, well, well, men do it all the time. So what's the problem? Well, I think we all know what we say about men who regularly pursue much younger women, significantly younger women. We say they have issues. We say midlife crisis. We say they like being in control. Um, they are shallow. They're man children. So if that's what we say <laughs> when men do it, then conversely, we, we kind of have to apply those same standards when women do it. And, it, and I'm not a fan of any rationalization being, well, well, guys do it and they get away with it. I mean, yeah, they probably do get away with it, but we know what we think of them. We know that, you know, we think they have issues. So it's only fair to assume that when someone um, persists, you know, consistently goes after someone significantly younger, there's a reason. And it usually is. And this is, there is a reason why guys do this. You know, yes, younger women, we can play the youth card, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, but it also has a lot to do with um, impressing somebody. You know, maybe a 40, 45-year-old guy, maybe his life as it is now isn't all that impressive to a, a woman who's 35 or 40, but to a 25-year-old, it probably is. So a lot of times, older men or older women 
go for someone significantly younger because they want to, they, they need to feel impressive. They need to feel like they are more superior, more successful, more something. It's not as simple as, well, men just like younger women because for some, that's true. Men just prefer younger women. Who knows? I don't know that it's as simple as strictly because they're younger. I, I tend to believe there's something deeper, there's something more emotional to that that makes men pursue younger women. And maybe it's that those younger women don't expect anything from them or those younger women aren't going to be pressuring them to settle down or whatever, you know, whatever ideas men have in their head about women in their 40s. You know, and I've said this before, you know, I think men, uh, I, I always felt that men were um, ambivalent about or, or sort of not crazy about dating women my age. You know, I'm 50. And I said, you know, I think a lot of men feel like, oh, well, she's 50. That means her sex drive is lower and she's, you know, she's, and, and this is a term used in this article that really bothered me is that, you know, she's a dried up hag. And this is a term that is used not just in this article by the author, but other articles by the author. So it's a term that she frequently uses. And, you know, the, there is the, the whole like dried up and, oh, her ovaries are dead. And I kind of feel like she's projecting a bit that like maybe maybe she has some issues with aging. And, and you know, I, I, you know, it's frustrating for me because... Hearing women say things like, no man wants me, or no men want women my age, that's a blanket generalization and it's dangerous because it's, it's inaccurate, inaccurate, excuse me, inaccurate. You know, it's not, it's just not true. And when we make these blanket statements, we tend to poison other women's experiences you know, further down in the article, the, uh, the author says, um, you know, she's talking about dating men her, her own age. And she says, you know, even if men my age actually wanted a woman whose ovaries are nearly dead, I'm not sure I would want them anyway. As an avid climber and solo traveler, I find I can run laps around men my age. Even men 10 years younger than me are too old sometimes. My last boyfriend, who was nine years my junior, couldn't keep up with me. It actually became a running joke in our relationship that he was like a grandpa. At the same time, he's the most mature man I've ever been with and taught me so much about healthy communication. You know, when I read a paragraph like that, what I hear is I have, <laughs> I have issues with dating men my age. Which is funny because the whole premise of this article is men won't date women their own age. And yet here we are, and it's pretty clear that this woman really doesn't want to date men her own age anyway. You know, she wants to date younger men. She wants to be, you know, she wants to, she wants to be appreciated for her athleticism and how vibrant she is and well, she doesn't feel that a man her age can do that or, or can appreciate it. 
And so to me, this is the crux of the, of the article. This is the crux of the issue. She's as biased against men her own age as the men she's pursuing are as biased against women their age. And that's the, that's the problem I have with this article and articles like it. Because, and I see this all the time, and I see it with men and women, and I've talked about it before. You know, when I see in a profile, if a man puts in a profile how he doesn't look his age, or he acts youthful, or acts younger, or nobody guesses his age, it's an automatic pass for me. Because that man is telling you, A, he's not comfortable with his age, and B, he's looking for somebody younger. Because he thinks that, you know, only somebody younger can appreciate him. And frankly, it's because he's very hesitant to let go of the fact that he's not 30 or 35 anymore. And, you know, again, I see this, I see this with our speed dating events, and I see this just online. And, you know, there's this real fear of having to accept your age. You know, I spoke to Barbara earlier in an earlier episode about a man who wanted to go to a a speed dating event with an age range of 40 to 55. And he said, well, I'm, he was like 67. And he said, but I don't look it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, nobody would know it. And I said, well, we, you know, we, we tend, we want to respect the age ranges because people who register, they want to meet someone within the stated age range. Um, so unfortunately we can't, we can't let you in. And we also get emails from women who say, you know, I showed up to the speed dating event and the men were much older than the advertised age range. So the first thing I do is I go to our, excuse me, I go to our database and I look up all the registrations and we always take age. We take a lot of um, demos, demographic information. And I look at the age of all the men registered and there might be one or two men who are maybe like two years outside the age range, which we permit, but none of them state that they're outside the age range. Now they could be lying. So I will always contact our host and say, what's the story? You know, did any of these men look significantly older? Because they're instructed if somebody shows up to an event and looks significantly outside the age range, they're instructed to card that person And if the person is too far outside the age range, they're asked to leave because people don't pay to meet people significantly outside the age range. And so the host said, you know, the host always says, no, nobody looks like too old. And and we've had instances where we've carded people and they've been within the age range. They just didn't look it. And so I, I think a lot of times we look at, at people our age and if they don't look vibrant and youthful or, you know, plump and whatever, like they don't use all kinds of products and that they, if they don't look that way, we, I think we get scared. I think we get scared of the prospect of aging. I think we also get scared of, well, ugh, is that all there is out there? And I think that I think that's very upsetting for a lot of people because they look at these other people and they think, well, I hope I don't look that way. And I do think that there's a great deal of vanity to it. 
So I, I don't, you know, I can't solve that problem one day. I can't tell people, oh, just stop worrying about something, something like that because age is an issue. And it's always, it's just always been an issue. Uh, but one thing I can, I, I will always, always, always say is that you just don't know. You don't know until you meet somebody. And you don't know what kind of chemistry could be there because the chemistry might show up right there on that date. And it's not something you picked up on, on a profile. So I do think that a lot of men and women there, they have issues and fears and insecurities about aging, aging. And I think that's what drives them to go for significantly younger people and, um, and dismiss and disregard people their own age probably very attractive, smart, well-rounded, great people. And it's because they have issues, not, and it's not just issues that they believe about men or women. You know, I don't, I'm not crazy about hearing, I, I'm not crazy when I hear women say, well, you know, men in their forties or their fifties, you know, they have all kinds of sexual problems. I, I, I've never, I, I'm 50 years old. I've never I've never, I've never experienced that. And I think it's unfair. And frankly, I, I just think it's, um, I think it's offensive when you start defining someone's value by their sexual prowess. That's it. it granted sex is very important and no one is saying, hey, you know, Oh, we'll just forego it. Never. I would never tell somebody to do that. But let's say that is the case. Let's say somebody does have you know, erectile dysfunction. Let's say someone is getting older. You know, I, I, uh, um, D is a couple years younger than me. And I've sort of broached the subject of, you know, <laughs> this is, I don't, I don't know how, I don't want it to be graphic, but, you know, sometimes I have to use lube and I didn't always have to use lube. And there is something about that that makes me feel, less than a woman. And, uh, you know, it, it happened last night and, and we were talking afterwards and I said, you know, does it bother you? And, and I shouldn't really be concerned about whether or not it bothers him. You know, he got his, no, he shouldn't worry about, he won't worry about it. And he said, not at all, you know, not at all. You know, he's like, don't, don't feel, don't ever, you know, don't ever worry about something like that. But there is that, you know, I had that fear of, well, will I be enough at my age? You know, will he want somebody younger? And so when I hear people say, well, uh, make blanket statements, I mean, you know, these one person, but I know there's more men out there who are like that. And we can't define our perceptions of men and women by people who um, who uh, are repeatedly going doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, expecting different results. Because these are usually people who just refuse to admit that they don't have, they're not, they don't have the options they think they do. So stories like this, where women are going on and on and on and on, and even, and even men, when men talk about younger women, what's important to remember <laughs> is that, um, you know, you have to look for self-awareness. If someone telling a story doesn't display any self-awareness, 
you know, and there's a lot of inconsistencies, like we just pointed out, you know, this whole article about is about how men her age don't want her. And yet it seems pretty clear that she doesn't want men her age either because she believes they're not as active and they're not as fit and they're not as healthy or they're not something. So when you see an inconsistency like that and you see a lack of self-awareness, you have to take what they're saying with a grain of salt. You cannot take what they're saying at face value because you're not getting the full story. You know, I know plenty, plenty of men and women who love to brag about dating somebody younger or having sex with somebody younger and dig a little deeper and you find out they're supporting that person. That's why that person is with them. There's always more to the story. Rarely is it ever just, oh, I'm in this great relationship with someone significantly younger and we just happen to meet and fall in love and it's great and, you know, and that's it. Rarely is that the case. There's usually something that brings these two people together. Um, and, and a lot of times it's not healthy. So when you read stories like this or when you hear stories like this or when, and you see them all on social media too, understand that you are getting stories like this. They're typically embellished. I mean, especially if, for these women's websites, they're not going to get published if they're not juicy, if they're not something that w are going to make women say, you go girl or whatever. So a lot of it is embellished. And a lot of it is um, based on what I consider to be a fairly warped perception of dating and men and sex. So uh, that's, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to say today. I wanted to make this quick and, uh, you know, reach out and let people know, don't, don't buy into statements, broad generalizations like this about, and I'm speaking specifically to women here because this is a show for women. It's not true that men don't want you. It's not true that men your age don't want you. It's not true that men think all women of a certain age have no value or have uh, sexual problems or whatever. It's not true. You know, are there some men who think that? Yes. You wouldn't be dating that. You wouldn't want to date them anyway. So who cares? You know, I will, I will always, always, always encourage women to give somebody a chance that you didn't, that you maybe initially were like, eh, I don't know. You know, if there's somebody that you're like, ugh, no, that's a little different. But there's always those people that were like, mm, maybe, I don't know. And you say, no, go back to those people. The people who don't have a ton of options. And we're talking about, you know, there's that, there's that 1% on online dating sites where they're conventionally attractive and have some, or have some sort of status or whatever, and they're in high demand. They have a ton of options. Those are the men that, that most of the people, when, when women complain about how, oh, you know, and I can't get any of these men and, you know, the men I do go, go out with, you know, we go out once or twice, but they're dating other people and this, that, and the other thing. And what I always say is stop dating men with so many options and you won't have this problem. And then you hear, well, people say, well, you're telling me to settle. No, I'm not telling you to settle. I'm, I'm telling you to broaden, you know, widen the net, give people a chance before dismissing them. If you're not attracted to them immediately, you're not attracted to them. But if they've got a great profile 
and it's something that makes you smile or like, oh, I thought that was really sort of thoughtful and well-written. And, you know, they're not necessarily my type, but they seem, you know, they seem like they'd be really engaging and somebody fun to have a drink with. Go meet that person. Because those people are the ones that are going to provide the relationships. The the people, and think about it, I mean, it's common sense, really. Men and women who have just an, a never-ending um, carousel of options, why would they stop? Especially if someone is there, you know, let's say they don't have, they already have their kids or they're very self-sufficient or they're very financially stable. Why should they give up the variety? You know, men and women both like variety. Why should they give it up? Go for people who maybe aren't in that 1%. And don't immediately assume I'm saying uh, go for people you're not attracted to or, you know, lower your standards. I'm not saying lower your standards because let's be real. Standards <laughs> and and like a must-have, those are two different things. Standards are like, I like for me personally, I will not date a heavy drinker. I will not date anybody heavy drinker or substance abuse user. I won't do it because I find drugs and alcohol very problematic. That's a standard. <laughs> Refusing to date anybody who isn't taller than 5'10 or 6 feet is is more a requirement. So am I saying maybe adjust your requirements? Yes. Especially with the height thing. Oh my God. I can't even with some of the bullshit that goes around with the height thing. But yes, I am saying reevaluate those requirements, you know, and, and, you know, make a list if you have to of requirements and standards, because standards are more about, they're more about values and morals. You know, I, you know, want somebody who, is financially stable um, and, or who is financially responsible versus I want someone who makes a lot of money. Those are two very different things. One is a standard, you know, that they're financially responsible. The other is a requ requirement that they have a lot of money. So I would ask you to examine those, to, you know, really separate those things out and see where are your requirements that you can make some adjust adjustments. And I would also say, you know, if they have a good profile and they have a few decent pictures and they're not, you know, like maybe I'm not saying if they, you know, completely like turn you off or, oh, that's just not my type. No, I wouldn't say that. But if you, you're just like, you know, the profile seems nice and they've got the basics that I'm looking for, um, I would say meet them because those are the people that are, that want, that are available for a relationship. The people that just have a never-ending stream of options, yeah, they're going to drive you crazy. You're going to be, you're just going to be one person on their roster and they're just going to keep rotating and rotating and rotating. So that's what you have to remember. When people talk about, well, it doesn't work and I never, I never meet anybody and, you know, nobody wants me, you have to keep in mind that I would say the majority of people who, who complain like that, and I used to, and I hear this from men and women. They're going for men and women out of their league. They're going for men and women that have too many options. And instead of adjusting 
their requirements or maybe doing a little bit of reevaluating, they're just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it, insisting that they will not stop until they meet that, that person that has everything that they want. And you know what? They're going to be in those forums and they're going to be on social media and they're going to be at happy hour with you. They're going to be bitching and whining about the same thing forever. So don't listen to these stories because these stories are coming usually coming from people who um, don't have an accurate perception of themselves, lack self-awareness, insist on going for people out of their league and who don't really and probably who have some pretty shallow requirements. So that is my little lesson for you guys today. Barbara and I will be back. We'll probably be recording later this week. I might come back with another mini episode. Who knows? I was uh, I felt very inspired with this story. I forgot how much I enjoyed ripping apart <laughs> stupid essays like this. Well, guys, thank you for listening. And uh, womenontoppodcast.com, Women on Top Pod on Twitter, Women on Top Podcast on Instagram. Um, follow us on, uh, become a, uh, a supporter on Patreon. We love you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back later this week. Bye.